Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello. Welcome to Forever 35. It's a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. And I'm Kate Spencer. I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode, which is where we hear from you. We share your comments and your thoughts and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we're not experts, we're podcast hosts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. You can text or leave us a voicemail at 781-591-0390, and you can email us or send us a voice memo at forever35podcast at gmail.com. But I just want to please request that you do not text us voice memos because I cannot download them to then Mm. use on the episode. 
So if you want to record a voice thing, either please leave a voicemail or email us the voice memo. I realize this is very specific, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to share everybody's mm-hmm. memo with the world. Mm-hmm. So just a quick well, program. Yeah. Just a thank production you for that, note. For that PSA. You're welcome. The more you know, Dory. The more you know. Okay. You can also visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Twitter at forever35pod, on Instagram at forever35podcast, and join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is serums. And you can sign up for ye old newsletter. Ye old. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. There's a new newsletter going out this Thursday. So I look forward to it. Get in on that. You know, it's like I'm in a long sleeve shirt here today. I'm in a three quarter sleeve sweatshirt. I'm sure the rest of the world, or at least the rest of America is like, duh, we are too. But it's been (laughs) so hot in Southern California Uh. that when we get even the most minor shift in weather, meaning like when it is kind of in the low 70s or like dare I even say a high 60, mm-hmm. it feels like the shift of the seasons. Yes, for it's the, sure. It's the best feeling. And what's frustrating is it's going to be 90 degrees again later this week. Which oh, I know. I'm like, I, can't. I was like all set for like, okay. Here we go. I bought two pumpkins at the Smart and Final grocery store. (laughs) Yeah, our preschool asked us to bring in fall decorations. So I bought some pumpkins and I was like, oh, this is it. Yep. Here we go. Yep. And then (sighs) thanks to our friend Mother Nature with a cameo, a guest appearance by Global Warming and Climate Change. (laughs) Although I will say... This is the thing that happens every year in Los Angeles. Often October in Los Angeles is very warm. Yes. And it's like prime wildfire season. Mm-hmm. So Currently you do, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like rough. But you are trying to get into the fall spirit. Okay, well a friend recommended a Target candle, which of course you know I went out and bought. Oh yeah, you did. If you tell me, if you dangle a Target candle in front of my face, I'm going to run after it. Like if I were a racehorse this or a race an- animal, this would be my carrot. Okay? Okay. All right. I just can't resist a Target candle. You get a huge, chonky, big-ass candle for $10. Look, I get it. And this is a new one. Normally, I wear... I wear normally, I... Light up cozy nights, my favorite Target candle. But I also do love kind of a pumpkin smell in the fall. And someone mm-hmm. recommended mm-hmm. Fall Day. And it has a real light apple pumpkin vanilla scent. Apple is the, the main note. Ooh. And it's really putting me in the mood. The other thing I keep doing is I like occasionally at a grocery store, I'll come across Macintosh apples, which are my favorite kind of Mm. apples and you cannot get them out here. Okay. This, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I think it was last year I was trying to make an apple pie and I was trying to find Macintosh apples and I was like, why are there no Macintosh apples? 
this they is don't weird exist out here yeah and then yeah and i was like maybe they just don't have them here but like what why i don't i don't know i mean i'm sure there's some sort of agric- agricultural reason and mm. you know carbon footprint reason and shipping i mean who there's probably a million things at play i can occasionally find them at ralph's a local chain here of the kroger grocery store family but i haven't found them yet and it's my i like i'm craving i'm having all the kind of like weird fall cravings like i could eat a fucking bag of macintosh apples i want that would make me that would really make me poop Apples? If, I, if I eat a full bag of Macintosh apples, yes, I would poop a lot. Are apples like a, a diuretic a, a, yeah. or like a pooperetic? Yeah. You know, the whole thing like apple juice. If you give if you give like kids apple juice, it'll often make them like a lot of kids will poop from apple juice. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Informative. Okay. So look, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. You might have a different intestinal situation going on than I do. But all I know, if I eat a bag of apples. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that sound good, though? Like a crunchy apple, a warm stew. Like I'm having all those. I would love an apple crisp with like <sighs> some vanilla ice cream. Some maple syrup mixed in there. I don't mm. know. I'm having all the, like the signals have happened, I feel like this week with the yeah. air getting cold. And so all yes, these yes, things yes. that. And, and it's getting dark earlier. Yes. I, which, Normally I hate this, which, but I'm like loving it this year. Yeah. Well, I think because it's like been so hot that it's kind of nice when the sun goes down earlier because then it like gets cooler earlier here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. So, you know, I hate to pose this question because I realize I sound like an Instagram robot but like what do you do to bring on the fall vibes as you alluded to it is hard in our climate to really get into the false spirit but it is it kind of like requires a like a mental leap you know like yeah like yeah like just um, yeah like because i feel like like every year people will be like let's go to a pumpkin patch with the kids and i'm like it's 90 degrees like you this go and there's like sense. there's no sun cover and you're like no. sweating on a pumpkin yeah, exactly yes. it's confusing here and it's not like a real pumpkin patch it's not like where the pumpkins are actually grown they just bring the pumpkins in so you can have like a photo op for instagram with your kids sitting on like a bale of hay and it just feels so, I don't know. Well, you actually make up a good point is ascertaining activities, whether you have children or not, picking things that are genuinely enjoyable and picking things that are kind of just done to be photographed. And I feel like we're all kind of misled towards those activities because we see them on our social media and we're like, oh yeah, let's go do that thing. And then you get there and you're like, this isn't actually enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of things are like that probably. Well, how are you? Listen, I spent all day yesterday thinking it was the previous day's date. So I texted a friend, happy early birthday with like a funny screenshot of a thing. And like to his credit, he did not say, 
I don't know if this is actually to his credit. He didn't say today is actually my birthday. He just, oh, he just said thank you. Yeah, he just like went along with it and we laughed and like it was a good time. And then it wasn't until I was about to go to sleep to, like oh last God. night that I opened up my one line a day journal and I was like, wait, Sorry. did I skip a day? I was like, today is not September 27th. And then I was like, is today September 27th? <laughs> and then I texted him late at night because he's on the East Coast. So it was very late by that point. And I was like, I legitimately thought today was the 26th. So happy birthday. Well, I mean, I think it's so lovely just to remember a person's birthday, whether it's a day early or even a day late. Yeah. You know, anyway, that's just kind of where I'm at. And, you know, I have a Google calendar. I have this one line a day journal. So like the night before all the time, I'm, I, I know what day it is and what date it is. For some reason, it was just like, I don't know. It's very weird. Well, I mean, I did, I did the other day. I think this was in person and not on the podcast. I can't remember because my real life and the podcast all blend into one, but I did like think your birthday was coming up. You did. Like, I, thought, I thought it was you like, I thought we that. were in March or April. And then I was like, wait, no, it's I almost like okay. Halloween. I couldn't, I couldn't figure tell, out what was happening. I couldn't tell if you thought my birthday was in like October. No, no. Or I know if your you birthday. had just gotten totally confused about where we are in the calendar year. <laughs> confused about i just was like where what is like it everything feels like so time warped and maybe that's also why i'm clinging to like this change in weather because i'm like this grounds me in some sort of sense of something Mm -hmm. because i couldn't tell i mean i really felt like it was april and it was almost may and it was going to be your birthday in a few weeks and then i was like oh no it's almost like halloween thanksgiving and christmas and hanukkah I just, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yay. Oh, boy. Hmm. I better get myself some clear bins and just forget all about this <laughs> way that I feel. Uh, well, on that note, mm. should we take a little break? Let's take a pause and we'll all BRB. Right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role 
in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious dynamic. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. 
this is what's so great about Quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. All right, we are back. With an important question. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks and need to do something about the hair on my bikini area. I mean, get rid of it. I have heard you talking about Nair. How do you use it and is it easy and pain-free? Does it really work and can I buy it at Shoppers Drug Mart? Okay. Well, first, let's clarify that Shoppers Drug Mart is a Canadian store. And we are Americans. But we also have Google, and I did Google Nair Shoppers Drug Mart, and you can get it there. You can get it there. You can. Okay. And listeners of the podcast might remember the one time I went to Toronto and I basically like yes. fell in love with Shoppers. Yes, I do remember the most this. magical store I've ever been into. You Canadians. So lucky up there. What would you, I've never been to one. How, what would you compare it to? Is it like a Walgreens? It's kind of like a Walgreens. It, again, I was only in one near my hotel and I only went in it once. It had a bunch of French pharmacy brands, which made sense. But then it had like, it was like, then it had like a miniature Sephora. It had like, high, it was like a high end department store makeup area, but it was small. And then it was like a regular drugstore with like kind of a large drinks section, possibly a grocery-ish area. I don't know how to describe it. It was like, it was Wal- Walgreens-ish. It also just flowed well, which I feel like any drugstore in America does not flow well. There's no flow. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. There was such order to the way this shoppers was. And if you've ever walked into a Walgreens or a CVS, it's like diagonal aisles and it just nothing makes sense. Well, the thing that always got me about like Dwayne Reed in New York City was that 
they often have they're often two floor stores because it's cheaper um than to have like a huge one floor store and so like you said like nothing was arranged in a way that ever made sense and so you'd be like wandering the aisles and i'd be like oh your thing is downstairs like in the back corner yes i can like visualize the union square (sighs) Dwayne Reed, as you are saying this so to answer this listener's question yes you can get it at shoppers and yes it does work dory have you ever used nair because i i have i have never used nair so i was re-inspired to try nair because kate kennedy of be there in five i believe uses nair specifically for bikini hair removal i, I think it's nair she uses one of those creams and so i bought it and it does work and the way you use it is it's like a cream with a very potent smell And you apply it to the hairy areas of your body that you want the hair to come off of. And then you wait about five minutes and then you use like a damp cloth and you kind of wipe it. You like Mm -hmm, gently mm -hmm. kind of scrub that area and the hair just comes off. It's easy to use and I like it as an alternative to shaving and waxing because it doesn't hurt and it didn't leave my skin irritated, though you should definitely like patch test it because it might irritate your skin. Mm -hmm. The thing that is gross is then you're left with like a washcloth of cream and hair. Mm. And it's just kind of gross. Like I've always just found like you could definitely I would definitely like do it in the shower, but like just think about the fact that all that hair is going to come off and you're going to have to kind of rub it off and that's going to all have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. Okay. That is helpful. The end. <laughs> Next question. Hi, Kate and Dory. I love putting mascara on, but they are also quite annoying as the one I have, L'Oreal, clumps in my eyelashes and is a pain to remove. Do you have recommendations for a smooth mascara and techniques to remove it completely? Thank you. Oh, and also this person says, a special thanks to you, Dory. After she mentioned New York Times Sudoku, I have been addicted to them. I finish the medium one every day without fail. And a lot of days work on the hard one as well. It really helps me relax and turn off. Ugh, another Sudoku devotee. You found your people, Dory. I have found my people. Um, We have, I think we have (laughs) recommended um, this mascara on the podcast before, but I am a big fan of the, um, Elf Lash It Loud mascara. Oh. And at a mere $6. Mm, baby. That price point is just chef's kiss, if I, if I may. Well, I was going to say a tubing mascara is, mascara is going to be a lot easier to take off. I find. I hate tubing mascaras. You do? Mm-hmm. Huh. I do not find them easier to take off. Huh. I find them I find them weird. And what? yeah, I'm not a big fan. So how do you like that? I, I, I mean I'm <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, what well, what would you recommend? I like number seven's tubing mascara. Okay. I also really love, and this is, these guys are a 
excuse me, they are a, a podcast sponsor, Thrive Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. They have liquid lash extensions mm-hmm. mascara. I actually had it on yesterday and I didn't realize it was a tubing mascara. And when I went to take it off, I was like, why is this coming off so easily and not like creating, you know, your usual raccoon eyes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that came off very easy. And that's a really nice mascara. I've, I've also heard the Glossier mascara recommended so many times and I've never tried it, but people love that Glossier mascara. I find tubing mascara easier to take off because even though you are dealing with like little clumpy things all over your face, it's not the same as like the waxy makeup-y residue as a mascara. How is the e.l.f. mascara removal process for you? I find it to be very straightforward. Just like a washcloth and some face soap? No, I usually take um, eye makeup off with micellar water. Oh, helpful tip. Mm-hmm. I also like like a clun- like a cleansing oil or cleansing balm to get your mascara off. Mm. And I'll do that first. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If that helps, listener. Also, just flagging, are you wearing waterproof mascara? Because that's a real pain to remove and is, I think, pretty unnecessary. Okay. So just skip that if you are wearing. All right, Dory, an email for you. Okay, here we go. Hi, Kat and Dor. I have a question mostly for Dory for reasons that will be obvious, but Kate, I'd love to hear your thoughts too. I'm in my early 30s and very single. I'm doing my best to put myself out there to meet someone and I'm not giving up hope, but it's been years of dating and I'm starting to wonder if I will ever meet someone I want to share my life with long term. Thank you, Dory, for your book, Insights into this Topic. I loved it, and it was so helpful to read the details of your story. It made me feel better to read about an example rather than a statistic of someone who met their partner and had a baby later in life. In addition to worrying about meeting my person, I can't help but start to worry about my fertility, not for any particular medical reason, but just because I'm reaching that age where women are told they need to worry. I fear I won't meet someone for another few years, and by then I worry I will start to experience fertility issues due to being older. I've recently had a few different friends who are the same age as me, but who are in long-term committed relationships express their own age-related fertility fears to me and start to talk about freezing their eggs. And while I can appreciate that this is a worry many women have, I can't help but feel a lot of resentment and annoyance when these conversations come up. Even if these friends choose to wait a few years to try to have a baby with their partners, objectively speaking, they they are already so much further ahead of me in terms of starting a family because they have already met the person that they plan to do that with. While in theory, I want my friends to be able to share their struggles with me, it feels insensitive to bring those fears to me as they know that I'm very nervous about finding someone in time to have kids with them. BTW, I know it is option to have a baby on my own and maybe I will one day, but for numerous reasons, this is far from my preference." feel a lot of resentment and annoyance whenever these conversations come up. So how do I stop being so resentful against these friends for bringing these worries to me? Am I a bad friend for not wanting to hear about their age-related fertility fears when I'm so far behind from where they are in terms of starting a family? And should I be freezing my eggs? Help. I've talked about these issues and resentments with my therapist, but I would really love some advice from two of my best gal pals. Well. Okay. First of all, I'm honored to be one of your two best gal pals. I assume you're referring to Kate as your other best gal pal. I hope so, but I won't be offended if it's not me. I can handle it. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Where do you want to start? I'm thinking about that. Okay. Let's, 
let's just start with the final question, which is, should I be freezing my eggs? Help. I think that if it is within your means and you have the time and the energy um, to freeze your eggs, I, I think, yes, you should freeze your eggs. That is a that is a recommendation that I when people when people ask I say yes. Hmm. I would never just like unsolicitedly tell someone to freeze their eggs. But if you are asking me straight up, should I freeze my eggs? My answer is yes. Does freezing your eggs like guarantee that you know you will be able to have a child the second you feel like it? No, mm-hmm. of course not. But it is like one additional thing that you can do that I do think often does take some of that pressure that you are feeling off the table. Um, so yes, that, that is the first thing I, I, I personally would say you should freeze your eggs again with the understanding that nothing is ever a sure thing, right? You're not guaranteed to have a baby if you freeze your eggs, but it is, if you if you don't freeze your eggs, you definitely won't have a baby from your frozen egg. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number two. I'm just going to kind of work backwards here. Okay. okay. How do I stop being... Oh, no. Am I a bad friend for not wanting to hear what their age-related fertility fears? No. You're not a bad friend. This This age is so tricky and so fraught because it's like... For so many of us, you know, we go through our 20s relatively footloose and fancy free. I mean, of course, we have money issues and we have all the all the big, you know, problems that we have. But but many of us are not thinking about starting a family yet. And so a lot of people are kind of on the same playing field. And then it's like you turn 30 and all of a sudden the people who are in the long term relationships are like suddenly married and they're talking about kids and like people are actually having kids and like. If that is not you, you're suddenly like, hold on a second. Like, when yeah. did, when did we all come to this collective decision that this was going to start happening? And everyone's like, what? Like, I, I got the memo. You didn't get the memo. And you're like, what? Where, where is the memo? <laughs> Send me the memo because I didn't get it. Um, anyway, I'm just thinking that might be how you feel. Um, so no, you are not a bad friend. But how do you stop being so resentful against these friends for bringing these worries to me, to you? This is obviously trickier because I, I think that you are, you are allowed to be resentful. You are also allowed to set a boundary and say to these friends, like, this is a topic that I don't really feel comfortable discussing. Yes. I think that's the, that is the most straightforward way to handle this. But I think you, I think, I think that is the most straightforward way to handle this. I think you also have to be prepared for the result of that to be like a possible schism of the friendship, which would not be your fault to be clear. But I've just, I've like seen these things happen so many mm. times that like, I think that's just something that I think you should be aware could happen. I just feel like you can't assume that people know how you feel about something. 
So you yeah, that's have, what I mean. Yes, but I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, it, it is insensitive, but I also don't think they are intentionally trying to be insensitive or hurtful. I think it's just that if you haven't had this conversation, you know, I'm sure they would be open to it. On the flip side, I've had this kind of thing where people are like, I want you to keep talking to me about, you know, like you, you have to have the conversation because everybody feels differently, right? Like right. some people, you know, it's like, I would, I personally, and I can't speak to what it's like to go through infertility or to deal with this. I, I've never really experienced this, but I can speak for like, I know I've had friends censor themselves about certain things, especially when it has to do with like their parents. Cause my mom's dead and I'm okay hearing, like I'm okay with that conversation, but I think some people worry that I might not be. So, and the only way to know is if you, you get it out into the open as uncomfortable as yeah. that can be. But if they are truly your friends, they will see you. Yes. I agree with that. Because I don't think you can stop being resentful. That's such a hard thing to ask of oneself. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. I don't, we put so much pressure on ourselves not to be resentful, but like it's okay to feel that emotion for th- about things. Totally. But I also think you are right to see it and to not want it to take over because sometimes that does happen, you know, it takes over every other feeling in your body. Yeah. <sighs> I, yeah. you know, I just think it's like a lot of times it's just hard for people to relate to other people who are going through things that like they are not going through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <sighs> I think we've solved this one. We've definitely solved it. All right. <laughs> let's move on. Um, thank you for sharing this with us. And like, yes, I totally know how you feel. But I think this is, oh, sorry, I will say one more thing. I think what Kate says is a really good point because I think this is good practice because these kinds of things are not going to go away. Like, there's always going to be something that like is bothering you or that you feel resentful of, of a friend who like has something quote unquote that you don't have. The other thing that I think is important to remember is like, we all have our own struggles. Like we all have our own issues. And so just because someone is in a long-term relationship, like doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of their life is perfect. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that like, that always kind of brought me a little bit of comfort when I was like dealing with infertility and, and seeing like birth announcements everywhere. I just kind of like reminding myself that like, okay, I don't know. I don't know the stories. I don't always know the stories. That's definitely true. So, well, your two (sighs) best gal pals love you. We do. And we see you. And we are now going to take a break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. 
And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right. Hi, Kat and Dor. Random question. What do you wish you knew before becoming dog owners? My partner my partner and I are getting a dog in the next few weeks. Wow. How much time do you have? <laughs> oh, dogs. dogs. What do I wish I knew? I really I didn't well, I got my dog when she was about 5 or 6 months. I mean, first of all, the rescue said she was three months, so I wish I had known her correct age. I would just make sure you fully understand if you are getting a puppy, how to set boundaries with that puppy, because that is what they need. And it will also help you feel less overwhelmed. Like you need a, like they need to be contained to a small part of your home for a while when you first get them. That's my big thing. I would look into the cost and I would look into pet insurance. Mm, that's a good that's a good suggestion. Um I would say if you're getting a rescue, I've I've had two rescues. Um the first dog I had kind of like she was the same from like the day I got her. She was like the same dog. The dog we have now was not the same dog. Like he, his like real personality came out kind of like three months in. And this is very common. Uh huh. So I would just be aware of that. That like the dog you have for the, if it's a, if you're, if you're getting an older rescue and by older, I mean like over a year because that's when dogs are kind of like adults. Um, their, their personalities could change pretty drastically. So like you have to kind of just 
be prepared for that. The second thing that I will say, and I mean this with like no disrespect to animal rescue organizations who like truly do the Lord's work, but you can't always trust what they tell you about the dog's background or their age. The fact of the matter is people want to adopt younger dogs. They don't want to adopt older dogs. They don't want to adopt dogs who have had any kind of trauma. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes the age of the dog will be fudged a little bit, as oh. Kate just pointed out. Um, they told us our dog was between one and one and a half. A vet told us like pretty confidently that he was three. So like, and sometimes I, I don't think it's malicious. I think sometimes they genuinely don't know. But I think sometimes they're like, Meh, he could pass for one and a half. Wink, wink. I've had similar experiences with two dogs. Like, just things were not exactly as they were presented to us. I I also think if you're getting a dog from a breeder, I would really make sure it, they are reputable. And I would... I don't, I've never adopted a dog from a breeder, so I don't really know how it goes, but I do know that oftentimes people find out that their dog will have, you know, heart murmur or hip issues, especially with big dogs and certain breeds later on. So I would truly make sure if that's the path you're going down that you do your due diligence. And it sounds like this person's already seen, I mean, they're only a few weeks out. So, but I would just really be thoughtful and thorough. Make sure you trust your vet and like your vet. Make sure they're available to you because oftentimes like if your dog gets attacked by a raccoon at nine o'clock on a Friday night, like mine did, you know, the vets are, vets are closed and animal hospitals are overflowing right now. I mean, they are working so hard, these vets and these vet techs. So mm-hmm. I would just like really have an understanding of like, how much is this going to cost? What am I really going to need? Uh, make sure your pet is registered in the town or city that you live in. I mean, there's so much. Make sure your pet is chipped. Make sure your yard is properly fenced if you have a yard. I mean, they're really pool safety. It like kind of goes on and on. <laughs> we are dog yeah. experts, it turns out. <laughs> um, The other thing I would say is like really try to put together a budget for your dog. Mm. Think about... You know, not just it's like not just food, but also like, will you need a dog walker? Will your dog need daycare? What are you going to do when you go away? Will your dog come with you? I don't know what size dog you're getting. It's much easier to travel with a smaller dog than it is with a larger dog. Um, there's like a lot of logistics that go into owning a dog that I think you just don't think about because you don't really know, you know. Um, but if like if you and your partner are out of the house eight, nine, ten hours a day, you know, is your what are you going to do with the dog during that time? Are they going to be a dog that's going to be OK with just getting a walk in the middle of the day or are they going to be destructive and like need to go to daycare? Um, just some things to think about. Who's going to walk the dog? Who's like just. Do you need, does the, is this a dog that needs to be groomed? Is this like, just a lot of things. <laughs> and I love having a dog. Like I, I, but it's a 
big responsibility. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. I'm looking into getting a second dog and every time I'm like, I just don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> Another one of these. Yeah. It's re- it is really a lot. Yeah. And, and I think that the, it, they can be the source of a lot of unexpected spending. So Mm -hmm. I would just be really clear about the finances because like, for example, I have a friend whose dog has to get surgery and it's, you know, it's thousands of dollars, thousands. I mean, animals, pets can be very expensive. Yeah. So just be really um, clear on that. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm. we have said it all. Wow. Okay. I'm not even sure where we started on this episode and where we have ended up, but we'll edit it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.